All right, we're back. Let's go. As we said, all day today, uh, we will take time to do picks. We'll go around the league a little bit. But other than that, it's all calls all day until we finally bid you adieu. And about six, it just probably be me giving you some thoughts as I uh, say goodbye. But uh, this is the final show today after uh, a run that began uh, back in, I'd say the first, uh, the first show I did, I think, was two weeks after Fan was on the air. So uh, it was mid-July, I guess. 87, in Afternoon Drive, it was, uh, well, I was in Afternoon Drive a lot in 88 because Pete was out a lot, but, uh, and I filled in a lot. I filled in for the first time. My first show ever in Afternoon Drive was Thanksgiving Day, 1987. That was my first show ever in Afternoon Drive. I did that Friday and, and, uh, Thursday and Friday of, of Thanksgiving weekend in 1987. That was my first ever, um, and then 1989, Mike and the Mad Dog on September 5th began, and then, Today, uh, you know, that's a little weird looking up at a sign that has my name as the name of the studio now, which they already put on the wall. So it looks a little weird seeing that today. So uh, and, uh, you know, cleaning out my office today, too, which I'm in the midst of doing. uh, And will come and uh, get all the junk out and throw it away. You know, get rid of all the books and uh, take a couple of things home. And then I just got to clean it out today when I leave. And that's it. We move on to, they move on to other things, and that's the way that's the way things work. Dan and Hoboken, what's up, Dan? Hey, Mike, uh, and just wanted to say uh, congratulations on a great you. career. And Thank I look you. forward to seeing what's next. Um, Mike, as a, as a frustrated Mets fan for a long time, a lot of your rants come to mind, and I wanted to know if there's anything, uh, you know, any particular memory, any blow, you kind of look back on I apologize. Can you give me one more time? I didn't hear enough of it. I, I guess we lost him. I apologize. I couldn't. I couldn't make. I know what you said about the Mets. I gathered what you were saying was the Mets. I mean, yeah, there was some. There was some good Met rants. I mean, there really were. There was one. A couple. I mean, when they were going particularly bad, when I really got on them one day, they were an afternoon game. Where I just let him have it. Uh, that was a pretty good one uh, a couple of years ago. John in Long Beach, what's up, John? Hey, Mike. Yeah. Uh, this is John from Long Beach. I yeah. just wanted to congratulate you Thank on you, your uh, run there. Thank you. And um, sitting here in the snow down at the beach, and I was just thinking about you. I used to play ball with your brother. Right. And uh, Are you yeah. a West End guy? Yes, I am. What block? Kentucky. Kentucky Street. Kentucky Street. Okay, good. Well, th- nice yeah. to talk to you. Thank you, John. Uh, okay. I appreciate it. And thanks for the uh, words. That's good to hear from the West End, which is home. So uh, Kentucky is, you know, Long Beach is all the state. Uh, people on real streets. Very narrow streets, If uh, you know, if, with a lot of houses. If uh, You know, that's kind of how it is at beach communities where, uh, you know, properties at a premium. So the houses are very close together. Where we lived growing up, the houses in the summertime when you'd have the windows open, you had to watch what you said because the person next door could hear you. I mean, it was some of the houses were that close; they were right on top of each other. They really were like you could have houses, people sleeping when the screens when it was really warm, you know, before people you know put a lot of air conditions in the windows, which is more recently than before. But before they had a lot of air conditions in there, you would have windows where they were like four feet of feet apart, you know, and it was you know wasn't much you missed. That's for sure. John in Morristown, what's up, John? Hey, Mike, how's it going? Good, John. And first time, long time. What's happening? Um, I'm just interested. Uh, what do you think are the uh, 
I got one more time. Yeah, the top three storylines in sports over the next year or so. What are the top three storylines in sports over the next year or so? I mean, you want me to predict you know, to try and get a crystal ball and see what they're going to be the biggest stories? Or what are the three things that are impacting sports? I'm not sure what the question is. I mean, uh, I, I, what's the three biggest things that you could say was going to happen in sports over the next few years? I'm not sure. Uh, that's that's a little weird. I mean, as far as that's concerned. I mean, uh, there's a couple of things when you look forward that you can see. Like, number one, the NFL has got to work its way through this whole issue with the national anthem. I mean, they clearly have to work their way through that. I don't know exactly now how they're going to do that, but they need to do it. And, they, you know, somewhere along the way they need to do that. This will be the, the NFL's. You would hope their biggest week this week in that they have the big game. Uh, you know, they they have the game on Thursday. I mean, on on, Saturday, on Sunday at 4 o'clock, you have Pitt and you have uh, New England. So you have a game that people can finally really get excited about. You have some good matchups this week. You got Aaron Rodgers coming back this week. So those are positives. They really are. But as far as that, I don't know how to exactly answer that question. Dan in Chatham, New Jersey, what's up, Jan? Hey, Mike, how are you? What's happening? Um, just wanted to call and say congratulations. Uh, you're a legend in this city. Um, I work a lot of shifts on the road. You got me through a lot of those shifts on the 1 to 6.30s. Wanted to thank you for that. And I uh, wanted to tell you that your show after 9-11 was uh, probably my highlight of your career and that, uh, that helped a lot of people in an unexpected way. So thanks a lot for that. Thank you. I mean, uh, I, I don't know if, if that it did that, but, you know, that day, working that day uh, was uh, it really was a, a very interesting show for me, a challenging show that day when I worked. It really was. Um, you know, so, uh, it, it was such a, you know, such a odd experience going through that. And just as, you know, you really don't know what the next moment's going to bring, what the next chapter is, what, what the information's going to be as we, you know, was learned things so slowly that day. It, it was, I, I remember it like it was yesterday, but who could ever forget it as a matter of fact. Scott and Bayonne, what's up, Scott? Hey, Mike. How are you? Good, thank you. What's up? Good. Uh, I'm 30 years old. I've been listening in my whole life from in the, the car seat with my dad to Bar A and Radio City with you and Dog to now driving with my uh, my pregnant wife who doesn't like you nearly as much as my, my dad did. But just want to <laughs> say thank you. And uh, anytime you're in Bayonne, you got a, a drink on anybody in there because we love you. But my question is... Uh, who who do you think is the most underappreciated athlete, in your opinion, in the New York area, New York, New Jersey area, throughout the time you've been on air? One more time. Who's the most underappreciated athlete, do you think, in the New York, New Jersey area, uh, since you've been on air? Interesting. Um, the most underappreciated athlete. You know, that's a that's a that's a very good one. Um, well, I would think it probably would be it wouldn't be somebody in baseball because I don't think anybody's that underappreciated or football where there's a lot of attention. Um, uh, 
I mean, it could easily be a hockey player because they don't get the attention. Maybe that, you know, especially somebody's a non-ranger could be one of them. You know, somebody who was really good on the Devils, or somebody good on the Islanders like Tavares, or somebody like uh, uh, one of the great Devils. It could have been, you know, someone like that. Because I think that's probably the more likely one that would not get the attention they deserve uh, more than anybody else. You know, so I, I would probably pick somebody from one of those teams because I can't think of one of the Yankees not getting attention. Uh, there's no Yankee I would think that I'd say, boy, didn't get enough attention. I mean, I can think of guys that could have used a little more attention, you know, through the years with the Yankees. But uh, I can't think of someone where I'd say they really were underappreciated. You know? uh, so I, I would think it would probably be a hockey player, most likely, the way things would work out. Uh, John in uh, Bushwick, New York. What's up, John? Hey, Mike, what's up? Uh, I just want to thank you because um, when I first started working with my dad six years ago, we didn't really have a relationship, and we would put you on, and we immediately had something to talk about. So I just want to thank you for improving my relationship with my father over the years. My question for you is, if you were the GM of the Mets, what would be the big move you would have to make in order to keep the Mets relevant in like a post-fan era? I don't think there's one. I don't think there's one move to make them relevant. I think the first thing the Mets need is a little bit of luck in terms of health. They need to have their pitching healthy. They can't go out and replenish their pitching staff. They need it to be healthy. They need guys they have to be healthy. They need to get something out of Harvey. They need to hopefully get either Mats or Wheeler to be healthy. They need to have Syndergaard and DeGrom be healthy. If they have that, they have a nucleus of their team. It looks like they're going to, you know, it looks like they have put a little bit of an accent on the bullpen, which is a positive. And then they're going to go out and they're going to pick up, you know, not one guy, but pick up a couple of guys. But I would suggest they pick up one, one really uh, legitimate bat to legitimize that lineup and also just to protect them in case Conforto wasn't able to go. Kevin in uh, New Jersey. What's up, Kevin? Hey, Mike. Uh, first off, thank you so much for everything you've done uh, throughout your career. Uh, it's really obviously impacted the uh, New York and Jersey sports scene. And uh, for me personally, it's been uh, it's been one of those things where, you know, it's gone from me being in the car with my father back in the 90s, now with me and my uh, three-year-old son uh, in the car. So it's kind of been a, uh, you know, generational impact that you've had. Um, and also, I can't, I can't uh, not forget to mention Mongo Nation on Twitter, who has kind of been my uh, home away from home as I've uh, moved up and down the East Coast yeah, they've um, been great. over the past few years. You know, the, that so, whole thing with, with the Mongo Nation and all the different things where the guys have on social media, and they've been an amazing following because it's not just that they're there. They're also, they show up at events. I mean, they show up in droves at events. So it's, you know, they've made their presence felt whether wherever I am, there's, they're always showing up. So from that standpoint, they've really been an incredibly uh, loyal fan base and a terrific addition to the program in recent years, uh, which is why I obviously uh, thought so because I named the horse after the group. So, you know, that's why, you know, I, I started treating that whole base that way. So uh, they really were a terrific addition to the program and, and to just the whole whole uh, experience of what we do. Brian and Wading River, what's up? Oh, no, let me get to Steve first, then we'll get to Brian. Steve, go ahead. Hey, Mike, always want to say this, first time, long time. Thank uh, you. Are so you first you time, long time? Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? I listen to you all the time, a lot of entertaining. I remember years ago when the Yankees became relevant again, and you guys used to do those audio clips just to annoy the dog, and I'd be sitting here with my son. He was like seven years old, and we'd laugh and laugh and laugh. Most of my sports memories with my son are always involved listening to you. 
I disagreed with you more times than I disagreed with you. That's okay. Turned you off a thousand times, but I always turned you back on. You created. Well, thank you. You know what? That's the idea. No one. I, I wouldn't want you to greet me all the time. It'd be no fun. It really wouldn't. Uh, Chris and Centerreach, what's up, Chris? Hey, Mike. Um, just want to say congratulations and uh, thank you for getting me through hours on the Long Island Expressway. Thank you. Um, uh, I'd like to um, ask you, what, what do you think is the motive with like uh, an athlete like Muhammad Wilkerson and just not showing up to meetings? And, and I think he's done. Like- he knows he's done, and he's acting out because he knows the franchise has had it with him. So they know they're going that he's got. He knows now he has no future there. So that that's how he decided to display his frustration. He should have thought of it a long time ago when he instead of giving them a reason to go to think about you know going past him in the future he clearly has worn out his welcome it's not a secret that he had worn out his welcome now it's obvious to everybody he's worn out his welcome and that's it you know what his career with the jets is coming to an end that's all there is to it and he's been a big disappointment he really has anthony and tom's river what's up anthony hi mike how are you good thank you um, I just wanted to thank you for all your years on the radio. My first memories was when I was 15 with you and Dog on the radio going up to Yankee Stadium with my dad. And I've actually been able to call you a few times, and you've been really generous to me. Uh, so I thank you for that. The question I have for you is, is there a story, and more so particularly in New York, that you wish you could have covered? Like, for example, the Knicks winning an NBA championship or the Jets going to and, and winning a Super Bowl? Uh, you can give me either one of those anytime you want. So yes, I mean that would be that. Hey, listen, anytime you can get a run, a championship run, or any kind of run with any one of these teams, I think it's a, a very special time. So I think anytime you know we have a lot of teams in this town. If you can get them to you know rev it up and get something going and really take a deep run, those are very much, very much you know relished uh, now. When you look at it in this town, there hasn't been a whole lot of times. You know, the Mets have been done it a couple of times, but infrequently. And obviously, the uh, Yankees and the Giants have made a practice of it. But that's that's why they're the Yankees and the Giants. You know, that's the way it works. Back uh, back after a uh, quick update with the Mink Man.